couple members of the Randy Newman fandom discussing one of his songs at random, followed by another that's a cover. It's Wheel of Randy. Thanks, Matt. It's Wheel of Randy, everybody. The number one Randy Newman podcast in the world. Whether you're new to Randy's stuff, or only know the hits, or maybe you're a super fan, you're welcome here. Well, if you're a super fan, you're probably not going to get much out of this. I'm an enthusiastic young man who is sharing his enthusiasm about Randy. Young. I'm almost 50. Let's start the show. It's Wheel of Randy! We've got some very special guests today here. First of all, we have Mark Burroughs, our guest. Hello, Mark. Hello there. How y'all doing? Pretty good. And then next to me in the, the Wheel of Randy satellite office in beautiful Nichols Hills, Oklahoma, is my co-host for today, Suzanne Wade. Hey, everybody! You guys may remember Suzanne from the from episode, what, seven or so? Yeah. Where we discussed Feels Like Home uh, from our front porch while airplanes flew above <laughs> us. Great, was, great studio quality sound yes, on that the, one. The, the premiere and perhaps only outdoor episode of Randy, <laughs> Wheel of Randy. Well, you know, we're trying to be pandemic creative and we, we can now safely scratch outdoor podcast from the list. Uh, <laughs> I definitely wanted Suzanne on this because Suzanne is who introduced me to Mark, uh, and I definitely wanted them to see each other's faces because it's been a while since we've seen each other. And Mark is one of my favorite people on the planet, mm. um, and I feel like Mark and Randy Newman have a lot in common because <laughs> not only are they do they create great musical numbers on their own when they're allowed to just like go with ever whatever what they want to do i'm not making words well um but if somebody says i have some money for you and i need you to write a song about this they both can rise to that challenge and go flying right up above it so so suzanne and mark uh y'all met what at least 10 years ago yeah, oh, yeah more than 10 it was years like 2002 yeah maybe 18 yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah, we haven't mm-hmm. seen each other in a few years, but we worked together on uh, children's curriculum for probably 15 years. For a while, yeah, with the Methodist Publishing House. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Mark does uh, the musical consulting for that curriculum. And uh, our, our guest from the Praise Down will appreciate this uh, a lot, but, but Mark, Mark is the one who who would come into the Methodist Publishing House and say, you know these songs that you're writing with, with names like the Zacchaeus Rap? Yeah, you need to bump up your game. <laughs> yes. Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> well, Mark's a, a super creative guy. Uh, we we uh, attended the the children-friendly service that he did at, at Fort Worth First United Methodist. That's right. And guys, this guy does... This guy does children's worship right. Yeah, he, he, and now he's like, you're out in the music publishing world all on your own, aren't you? Well, uh, um, I was. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
we'll, this, we'll just edit this part out. Um, yeah, I am, uh, yeah, I'm back at the church. I'm in, I am at First Methodist as, as we speak. Yeah. Um, oh, choral music is just, oh, it's just, it's just not going. Yeah, no one can sing, get together to sing. Yeah, that makes sense, yeah. I guess. Yeah, and so e even when they are able to get back to sing, they're not going to have any budget. Um, they'll be fortunate to be able to keep their staff. So my guess is they're going to be leaning on their kind of current music libraries for a, at least a year or two. So uh, those of us that uh, that compose and arrange, and uh, we're going to keep doing it because that's what we do. Uh, those of us that can't do anything else, I mean, you know. But uh, yeah, it's going to be a while before there's a lot of energy around um, purchasing new sheet music again. So. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, I'm here in the friendly confines of First Methodist Fort Worth. That's great. I'm glad you're back there. Yeah, me too. Are you guys back to in-person worship? That's a really good question. Uh, so we've, we haven't been, uh, we're, we've been doing a lot of uh, online. We're able to stream and then put those up on the internet. Uh, about four weeks ago, one of our two services we started doing outside for, let we uh, got one of those, you know those chalk things that they do at baseball games? Oh, yeah. do like the base pass? Yeah. So we got one of those, and because we can block off the street in front of our church, and we do little squares, chalk squares, that a family could sit in and put those about six to eight feet apart. And uh, so we've had worship. There was one Sunday where it was real windy, and of course, it was like little chalk whirlwinds everywhere. <laughs> and, but they fought through it, and, and uh, God was there, and we had church. And uh, so this Sunday, we are going to be doing in-person in the sanctuary, but about 20 to 25% capacity. I'm real nervous about that because I don't know what y'all's numbers look like. Ours are going up. And uh, oh, wow. so, yeah, uh, this may we may be doing this for a very short time uh, and then going back to, to virtual. Uh, yeah. but, uh, so we'll see. But that that's kind of the that's kind of our short term plan, but, yeah. but very minimal. And we're not really the children's wing is not open. We're doing a ton of uh, like virtual content. We're doing something called Together Time, which is about a 20 minute little mini service. I it's got one a, of those this morning. That was really well done. <laughs> Well, the one coming this Sunday is going to be great. We have, we, have a little, we have a guy named Professor Science Pants, who's just my friend, Ed, and uh, we dress him up like sci a mad scientist guy, and we do experiments, and then there's puppets, and there's always a Bible story with a special guest, and it's someone from the church, either a, a minister or, uh, well, we're all ministers, clergy, or uh, a music director, or our director of security, or uh, the lady who works the front desk. It's kind of a, who are the people in your neighborhood, and the kids can see some of the people who are part of their uh, community. And uh, yeah, it's, those are those have been a lot of fun, and those premiere every Sunday morning uh, as kind of a way to keep kids plugged in. It's hard. Yeah. yeah. Well, and but the great thing is, though, at the same time, Mark. I mean, people don't have to be in Fort Worth now to experience what you got right um, right I would encourage everybody I mean in my mind Mark is a genius and Aww. I think that's just my mind um, although people would say I have a hole in my head so you know my judgment may be a little off but I really I would say that but just because you said it first <laughs> I really I mean I really am like always so impressed by what Mark does and you know he mentioned puppets I just have to give you a visual um, Mark, 
created puppets for a worship that we did one time. It was a national worship. And these puppets were, what, 12 feet tall almost? About, yeah, they were really tall. So, mm -hmm. um, like, his mind thinks on the grand scale. <laughs> so it's going to be fun to hear what he has to say about Randy. Oh, is that a segue? That was a segue. I was trying to segue. <laughs> Viewers at home, that's what's called a segue. <laughs> <laughs> but I won't do the ones that you ride. I, no. I've already had too many concussions in my life. <laughs> oh, bless your heart. Well, I'm going to block your segue. Oh, I have. I, I, I feel like the, the junior engineer in a conference meeting. I have something to say about this. But, but um, uh, for for those of y'all who who don't know Suzanne and Mark, um, I really really admire uh, what they're doing. Um, the, these are people who have in a lot of ways restored my, uh, my, um, restored my trust in the church uh, and especially restored my trust in how we teach children about God. Um, you know, everyone thinks they're the good guy. Everyone thinks, oh, we're not the ones indoctrinating, but guys, these, these two, uh, have spent their professional careers teaching a pretty simple message that you know everyone is worthy of love. Amen. Thank you for saying that. And I, I, I think that very much about you, Susanna, that you are a leader, a thought leader in that area. Well, I think the same of you. And that, you know, that was 10 years ago this month that, the, the, that those national services happened. I was just thinking about that. Was it really? Yes, yes, and that you and I would pl were planning those out, and you did the prayers. I remember meeting at where we go, Big Truck Taco. Do they yes, still? Yes, Big Truck Taco is still here in Oklahoma City. I still Oops, remember those tacos. Those are <laughs> so good. Oh my gosh, those are tacos. tacos. Feel free to send us free tacos. <laughs> <laughs> I, Hopefully, I didn't get you in legal trouble there. No, 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 no. We'll, uh, our people will call their people and we'll. Yes. Okay. Um, it's amazing how long we've known each other. You said 10 years. Mm -hmm. I was like, no, it couldn't have been 10 years. Yeah. Then you start doing the math and it's like, oh, yeah, it's really something. So we're so glad you're here today. And I definitely want to, to get your perspective as, as a songwriter and as, as someone who, who, who markets, you know, both to adults and to children. Uh, and Randy has, has walked that line. But uh, tell us about the song that you brought today. Well, the song is, uh, if I didn't have you, uh, Monsters, Inc. I want to say 2000, 2001, kind of somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah that, that movie came out like right after 9-11. Oh, my gosh. Okay. The kids were a little spooked <laughs> when that movie came out. Wow. I guess I didn't realize those were so close together. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's the one. Um, yeah. Uh, gosh, what to say about the song? Where to start? I mean... Uh, well, let, let's have the audience pause the podcast real fast and, uh, and listen to this. We don't have the rights to this, Mark, obviously. <laughs> okay. Uh, but yeah, it is, it is off of the Monsters, Inc. soundtrack. It's the first track on the album. Uh, and... Uh, Suzanne, would you like to listen to this privately with the three of us so that, that yeah. you can discuss this? All right, let me pull it up here. The audience, uh, go ahead and pause this, and you will see us in just a minute. 
Countdown races, sing this song. Do da, do da. And we're back. That, that was, was good. That was I didn't have you. And okay, let's talk about this song. Sure. Um, well, I mean, it's Randy Newman. Uh, you know, I, I have to say that as a caveat to anything else I'm going to say, I'm kind of an accidental Randy Newman fan. I'm not someone who just. Oh, I've got! To, I can't wait to go get the latest Randy Newman album. It would be more like yeah, you'd oh. have to say that every fourteen years, <laughs> right? Or I would, I would just be like, oh, this is, sounds really cool, huh? Randy Newman, all right. And then I hear a soundtrack to like The Natural. I'm like, Randy Newman wrote that? Well, wow, that's really cool. And then once the Pixar stuff started happening, and oh, you can leave your hat on. That's Randy Newman. I, I just thought it was Joe Cocker or, you know, some one of the other covers. I'm like, I didn't know that was a Randy Newman song. But I kind of fall into a Randy Newman uh, fandom kind of accidentally, and it's real sporadic. You know, this song, it, I, I really like it. I, it's a fun song, right? I mean, it's got, it's just flashy. It's got a little bit of that New Orleans vibe to it. It's a make good, right? I mean, I, the first, when, I, when I think about this song, the very first thing I think about is the Oscars. I mean, that's my association with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that was his first win, right? Yep. After like a record number of, or something. No. of however many it was. And I just, by the way, I love that version. I'm going to go down a lot of bunny trails. So sure. I like, um, I think the one we just heard with uh, John Goodman and Billy Crystal, I think Billy Crystal does a great job of being in character, like he's singing in character, but I love the version that was done at the Oscars where it was John Goodman and Randy Newman. It wow. just kind of had a little bit of the, a little bit more raspiness to it. It was just a little bit more kind of sad sack, which is a, a, kind of a That's trademark. specialty, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really is. But I mean, this was kind of a, I, I remember when, what was it he said? It's like, I don't want your pity or I don't need your pity. Like everybody's clapping and standing and it's like, look, man. Um, but I mean, I'm, the, I think of it as a make good because I think like his Toy Story songs that he wrote, like obviously um, You Got a Friend in Me is just iconic, you right. know? That doesn't mean the iconic thing always wins. But what's, and then what was the one from Toy Story 2, that one that she just- loved me. Oh my gosh. Oh. That was the best song that year. Yeah. That was the best. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah easily. Um, and so this year, the year this one, I looked it up. It was um, May It Be came out from Lord of the Rings, which I thought was gorgeous. I'm like, how did that not win? And so, but it's fine. You know, it was, it was kind of make good. But uh, I mean, it's just kind of, it's got that little shuffle step to it. And it, you know, the, the kind of big brass, the, um, I think one of the things that really, I'm going off in a million directions. I apologize, viewers and listeners. Okay. This, is, this is what our viewers pay for. <laughs> <laughs> I think he makes such a good fit for Pixar movies in general. I mean, there's that whole Disney movie thing where it just kind of follows a formula, right? And the plot follows a formula. And with, with Pixar, especially those first, several in a row up through especially finding nemo the incredibles too there's just that sense of um pathos to it right there's it, there's some depth um of feeling you know there's that what is it at, at disney where there's the, that pixar exhibit and it, it's kind of a 
a creative thing. It talks about like, what if toys had feelings? What if fish had feelings? What if bugs had feelings? What if monsters had feelings? And then of course for inside out, what if feelings had feelings? (laughs) Which is brilliant, right? And so that movie inside out, there's that scene where, you know, there's all those balls that are inside that girl's head. And then at the end of the movie, you see that there, that there's some that are tinged with multiple emotions, like some memories are, and I think that's what Randy Newman does so well is there's joy, but there's this, there's this to it as well, where you just get this feeling. It's more than just, I didn't have everything. It'd be great. It's like, it, it kind of names the, the kind of, the pain or there's a, there's a little bit of a bitter taste to it, which is beautiful. And uh, even the happiest songs are touched with sadness and even the saddest songs are touched with hope. You know, I think about, you know, his, his non Pixar contribution to Disney where he did princess and the frog and that pathos is there too, that, 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 you know, especially in almost there that, that she comes so close to her dreams and then the powers that be kind of crush it. Mm -hmm. Um, which is not real typical of the, of the princess formula. Uh, yeah. But I thought it was a really good match for that too. Yeah, it makes me wonder too, like especially I'm going back, awards shouldn't matter, but just thinking about it in those terms for a second, almost like, I mean, he was nominated for those awards for Toy Story 1 and 2, but it almost makes me think maybe, maybe people weren't ready yet for a songwriter in a children's children's family movie to, to kind of write like that until they caught and eventually they caught on. I'm like, Oh, kids really like this. I mean, this, they really, it really resonated with them. And they're like, Oh, okay. And then he started, he won one for that. He won one for toy story three. Folks should really go to YouTube and, and pull up uh, that speech uh, because, you know, you know, he's obviously, playing with, with the audience and, and commenting about about the silliness of the whole thing. But there are a couple of, 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 of things you don't maybe notice the first time. First of all, you see Paul McCartney backstage with a polite grin because <laughs> oh, yeah. he, just, he just lost, uh, he, he wrote uh, the theme to Vanilla Sky. Vanilla Sky, yeah, that's and, right. <laughs> and Paul and Randy have a, a long, almost bitter relationship. <laughs> Really? <laughs> they, 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 I'll have to find it, but they're, they're in this conversation once where um, Randy talks about his writer's block. And he says, Paul, I really don't put out a whole lot of songs because I don't want to have you know, poor material that's going to tarnish my legacy. And Paul looks at him and says, you have a legacy? <laughs> Ah, that's good though. That's a good line. Ouch. That's a Randy Newman esque line. You've got to admit. I mean, that's... Yep. So, so you get you get to see Paul grinning and clapping you know, after not making Vanilla Sky, and then uh, Randy. I don't know if it's in character or if he's just a creep. He gets the award from uh, from Jennifer Lopez, Lopez and yeah. creeps around. <laughs> that's as far as it goes yeah it's really funny he plays that part really if he's playing a part he plays it very well as a woman i think he has a little creep factor to it <laughs> he reads a little creepy just a slight tinge. his ex-wives love him 
Well, as I tell kids all the time, you know, God put those hairs on the back of your neck for a reason, so pay attention to them. (laughs) One thing I love about the song is the banter. You don't get a lot of songs with banter in them. Yeah, Uh, yeah. And, you know. Yeah. Was that improvised, do you think? um, I think about half and half. I know when Randy performs this himself, he does, he mutters, it could happen uh, after Mm -hmm. If I Were Handsome. But, you know, I'm sure that, you know, I'm sure that Billy Crystal gets a lot of latitude when he gets a project like this. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, Randy's been known to have banter in his songs before. Um, you know, the, the duets that he does with Bonnie Raitt, she, she makes fun of his voice in the middle of the song. You know, there, there's, you know, he, 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 he takes his, he, he puts devotion into his craft and at the same time doesn't take it seriously yeah that's i think that's important yeah take take your work seriously but don't take yourself too seriously yeah think. that that that's what i meant to say yeah, yeah i mean well, i think that translates very well <laughs> yeah um i think a, a lot of this song you know just just looking at the composition itself you know the instrumental version of this song uh is used for the opening credits and the opening credits are this very groovy kind of uh, uh, Blake Edwards type anime. Oh yeah, kind of that '60s kind of soundtrack. They got the vibraphone in there, and and it really captures really captures it. And you know, you you hear this theme, you know, hinted at over and over in the movie, which is always well. And this is, I think, one of my favorite Pixar movies because. Madeline was about three, and I think from the time the opening credits rolled until the ending credits rolled, she just laughed the whole time. Um, um, she just was standing up laughing the whole time. And the and people in front of us were, like, turning around and going, it's Boo. Boo is, like, right behind <laughs> us. <laughs> yeah, it's one of my favorites, too. And it kind of gets overlooked, I think. You know, with the Toy Stories and Finding Nemo and Cars. Um, did you just roll your eyes? Cars. <laughs> Cars is not my favorite. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, but uh, but monster. I mean, the 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 lesson in there is just so. About what what gives us power? What gives us energy? It's not fear. It's joy and love. And um, yeah, at at church we t- uh, we actually do a a gospel according to Pixar film festival, and uh, we'll watch little clips, and then we'll and this. This one, that's what we talk about is, isn't that interesting that the, that this, the fear creates energy and how timely is this theme right now? So, you, you know, the fear and it only creates so much and it seems to be a non-renewable resource, right? Because eventually the kid's not scared anymore and they have to chuck the door because it doesn't work. So it's a non-renewable. But laughter, joy, love, connection. Um, it's like it, Yeah, it's, it's, it's wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Sustainable. Sustainable. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> we get political on the wheel of <laughs> What's political about that? That's just scientific. Yeah, there you go. I'm in Texas, so it's. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I read, read a thing once that said, you know, when, when they were trying to, to be overt uh, in their ecological message to children, it fell flat, like Captain Planet or or mm. that rainforest movie. But you, things like Wally addressing, you know, solid waste and Monsters mm-hmm. Inc. addressing clean energy, kids get. 
Yeah. You can tell what you're being preached to sometimes. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You have to you have to appeal to the innate wisdom in children. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Sometimes Leanne Hadley will say, just let a good story be a good story and don't explain it. Exactly. Well, that kind of goes against the spirit of podcasts. Because <laughs> <laughs> all we do is just pick them apart and explain them to death. <laughs> 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 oh, keep going. This is good content. I, I do think this is the only Oscar-winning song to include the phrase "optic nerve." Oh, what? Well, it probably is. Yeah. So, you know, there's, there's, there's some credit right now. Um, you know, I, I when when you said you wanted to pick this, I I really thought it was it was a perfect fit because it is such a this is such a Mr. Mark song. It's, it's this oh. classic structure. Um, you know, he doesn't do anything weird and experimental. He's got a solid yeah. middle eight in it. And it's just a, a real, real, and it's not formulaic, but it is a classic song structure. Yeah, that's something he does really well, too. I think it's interesting because it has a timelessness to it. Even it's like a timelessness plus a nostalgia, plus now. It feels very now. It's a, it's an interesting thing he has the power to do, and maybe that's part of his, the genius of maybe not writing a gazillion songs. It's like he really takes the time to craft those so that they, they have an immediacy to them, but they also kind of have a little bit of nostalgia, but they just, they fit. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. They just fit. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I think uh, that's one of the things, like, a lot of his songs... I think it would be hard to figure out what decade they were written in. Mm -hmm. so, I mean, just because it does, it sounds like it could be written any time from the 1950s to today. Uh, yeah. You could you know, even go further back. You know, he had that song, Dayton, 1903. Yeah. And, you know, there are people who thought that it was a song from 1903. Oh, wow. Uh, because, you know, it's, because it, it has such a timeless feel to it. Any other comments on this before we bring the wheel out? Ooh, it's time for the wheel. I want the wheel. Give me the wheel. The wheel has been very cranky lately. <laughs> so, uh -oh. And <laughs> so you never know what we're going to do. Folks, if you want to play the home game, as always, the wheel is our pinned tweet at Wheel of Randy. But let's see what song it is bringing for us today. So Mark doesn't get to hear the theme music. You can sing the theme music. I don't know the theme music. You can sing the theme music. I, oh, I wouldn't do it justice. Okay. We'll, we'll put it in and post. Yeah. All right. So can you see the wheel on your screen there? <laughs> yes. Let it spin for a minute and just yell stop whenever you want to stop. Spin the wheel, spin the wheel, spin the wheel of Randy. And stop! Oh, that's fitting. Oh my gosh. <laughs> We're not doing this song. Okay. The that was a little again. cranky, but I'm spin not going to be cool. Okay. Spin again. And stop! Okay. Okay. I don't know this one either, so all oh, right. All right. This, this is, is Adventure. Louisiana 1927. Uh, this is one of my favorites. This is, is one that is regarded as one of his best. Uh, audience, you can listen to this off the album Good Old Boys. Louisiana 1927 off of the album 
good old boys and i'll pull it up here and the three of us will listen to it together bet my money on a bob town rag all the yeah. dude all day that was Louisiana 1927 by Randy Newman. And we're back, everybody. Thank you, Suzanne. I've got to say, our, as soon as that song started playing, my dog got very upset. <laughs> because whenever he hears that song, it's me playing it in the other room. And so he's hearing it, but he sees me out here. So he thinks there's a stranger in the house. <laughs> You play it a lot. I play this one a lot. You really like this. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is. This so what? Why? What? Why do? You, what? What's drawing you to this song? Um. Well. Wow. Where do I begin? Um. You know, after Katrina, Aaron Neville started adding this to his standard set list. Um. And you know, he would whenever he was at a Katrina benefit, Aaron Neville would sing this, and it's just. Just heartbreaking. Uh, the, 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 this whole idea that even with even with the president right there, even with the government fully understanding what's going on, you know the response isn't there. Yeah, and you know that 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 the people of Louisiana uh, are being ignored. Uh, whether it was in 1927. I don't know if you know about the flood of 27, but it was... I don't, yeah. The damage caused by the 27 flood came through 20% of that year's federal budget. We have oh. never had a natural disaster as expensive as 27. Wow. It changed everything in the, mm. in the flood control business. My goodness. Um but yeah, there, you know, he, he wrote this song in 72. Um, so, you know, Watergate is kind of there, but not breaking. But there's very much this sentiment that, that the government is not watching out for folks. Yeah. Yeah, I know there's a real uh, history of that and current in terms of Louisiana and, and responsiveness. Um, yeah, I was interested, God, that line, they're trying to wash us away. Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, I can't help but go to, to racial injustice issues there. And the idea of, I mean, water is often a symbol of, of, of cleaning and washing, but the, but they're trying to wash us away. Like, you know, there's no mystery, uh, about you know demographics in Louisiana as compared to say South Dakota, yeah, and just that that notion that well maybe if we just don't do anything isn't that interesting? Yeah, because I didn't know that history. I'm just like, who is he? Who is he? Who is who is the songwriter identifying with at that moment? Um, you know that the beginning with the strings. It sound it almost sounds hymn like it's so choral the way those strings are. It's almost like a four part hymn. Yeah. 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 Wow, that's really something. I I've never, I didn't know that song. It's uh, it, 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 it's really Randy at his his peak. You know, the those two albums, Sail Away and, and Good Old Boys, are, are really yeah. where his songwriting is 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 tightest. 
I, I knew he had lived in New Orleans for a time. When was that? Do you uh, Summers until he was eight. Okay. So, so you know, no. enough to kind of absorb the, the, the culture a little bit. And he has a lot of family in, in southern Mississippi. Okay. So that would have been part of his sound concept. Yeah. And you know, he grew up, his... you know, adoring uh, that song, though. Oh, okay. And yeah. really aspired to, to play in that style. Yeah. Wow. That's really something. Yeah. Go ahead. I was going to say, when you were talking about Princess and the Frog earlier, you hear a lot of echoes of this song in that soundtrack. Too. Yeah. Yeah, you do. So I think that that, it's almost like that angst mm -hmm. for the area, you know, this just deep love and angst of this forgotten yeah. in, a, in an area that people try to just cast aside. You know, everyone wants to go for a party, you know, and, you know, they'll go to the sugar bowl, but yeah, day in, day out, slog of life, you know, it's, it's rough out there. Yeah, it's interesting. I, we ha I have that experience. Y'all have gone to San Antonio, and it, it can have the same. So, did y'all go to the Riverwalk? I mean, I'm trying to remember. Yeah. So there or New Orleans is another example. Play, And, yeah, like you said, everybody's going there to just have a great time and a party. And then people whose job it is is to, um, to show hospitality sometimes you see it in the eyes it's not a it's a it's they're smiling because we're there but there, it, there's hurt there's a you know you, you're here because we have a bourbon street you're here because we have street cars you're not here because of us and, uh, yeah I, I see that a lot it just you know anytime you go to place like a high touristy place and, uh, man what what that town that he was mentioning um is that close to New Orleans, or where is that? I don't... It's right on the Delta. You know, he talks about Plaquemines, and he talks about Evangeline. You know, it's... Evangeline, that was the one I heard. Yeah, okay. Uh, Miles Coleman, if he hears this, he's probably going to roll his eyes because he's my Louisiana expert. Uh, but I seem to remember it is you know, right at the mouth of the ocean. Okay. Wow. But, uh, yeah, that flood was... I, 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 I've written about that flood professionally before. It's, uh, it was just enormous. Yeah, it'd be interesting to put, put together all the songs that have been written just in response, either immediately or kind of looking back. Like Galveston is a song, you know, that Galveston, oh, Galveston. Yeah. You know, all the, golly, just about what people have written out of those kinds of experiences yeah. and even looking back. Evangeline is over almost on the Texas. It's closer to the... Oh, okay. It's like straight right? down from Alexandria okay. instead of over towards New Orleans. So it's in the marshlands that's there. Okay, it's close to Alexandria? It's, if you go from Alexandria straight south instead of southeast. But between there and Lafayette, I think. Yeah, it's in between it's... Lafayette and Lake Charles. Yeah. So it just got hit twice this year. Mm. Oh, those hurricanes were... 12 miles away from each other. <laughs> uh, well, I think the wheel has been kind to you uh, after a, after I put it in its place. We are not listening to how great our Lord. <laughs> I don't know that one either. Maybe we'll talk about uh, it, that one. It, it, uh, it, it's from his show Faust, and God is 
God's kind of a jerk in that show. So we'll oh, save okay. we'll that for another time. Faust. <laughs> Mark, thank you so much for doing this. How can people get hold of you? Uh, well, I'm. What, what's uh, your home address? Well, <laughs> <laughs> when they need a place to stay. Absolutely. Well, what you do, you have that uh, in perpetuity. Um, yeah, uh, you know, I'm at First Methodist Fort Worth. I'm on Facebook, uh, Mark Burrows, B-U-R-R-O-W-S, uh, and First United Methodist Church Fort Worth. Uh, it's another way to get a hold of me and just, uh, yeah, that's it. Okay. If you want to talk Randy Newman, which uh, you would, whoever wants to, whoever would seek me out to talk Randy Newman would automatically be the expert in the Randy Newman conversation. <laughs> Um, I know a, I know a handful of songs and a handful of soundtracks, and that's about it. But uh, so I, I have think to ask you on behalf of all the parents of young children out there: Are the Mr. Mark albums still available? Oh, yeah, uh, probably um, just digitally at this point. You know, I we I gotten um, I'd done one more CD right before the the markets just tanked back in 08 and we just and no one bought was buying cds anymore and i'm like great mark perfect timing and um but yeah you can get everything digitally still i think okay yeah. so um for all the parents out there because parents with young children i hate to break it to you mark but the only way they buy music now is digitally oh <laughs> okay much younger than us oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah uh search for mr mark um, if you want children's music that will um, keep your children happy and your brain sane, um, they are amazing, amazing albums. Oh, thank it's you. Got some really gay, great children's music. Um, it's yeah. got some really gay children's music. <laughs> great. <laughs> yeah, it's happy and funny as well. There you go. Um, and there's nothing wrong with being gay, so. Oh, I'll edit it out. I don't want you to get in trouble. Okay, anyway, it's. Um, it's really, really great. Um, he does amazing things with his choir of chickens. Yeah. And, you know, they're just, they're absolutely phenomenal. Um, and so uh, I just encourage parents to look those up as well. Whenever I do live shows, the chickens is the one thing I'm not allowed to skip. And it's crazy because, I mean, I, I, I did the recording. I did the writing. I got together all the props uh all the budget stuff and i go and i i'm in front of the kids and i'm singing till my voice is sore and i'm sweaty and i'm starting to pull you know muscles in my back now because i'm 49 and all the kids want to talk about is oh, those chickens were awesome uh, <laughs> great i'm glad you like <laughs> those chickens were awesome <laughs> also a little bit of local lore because i know that um some of your your listenership are Wilson parents from Wilson Elementary here in Oklahoma. Wilson Wise Wolves. Yeah, the Wilson yeah. Wise Wolves song. Um, Mark actually helped the fourth and fifth graders in about what? When was that? 2005, 2005? or 2006? Yeah, 2005, yeah. 2006. He came and he did a Mr. Mark short show for Wilson Elementary. It was awesome. Um, they loved it, and then he worked with the fourth and fifth graders and helped them to write that song. And so that song is iconic. They continue to sing it at every assembly still. Oh, my gosh. Day. Really? And when wow. I tell people that 
um, you came and helped write that song, they were like, oh, you know the guy that came and helped you write that song? I was like, yeah. And was that one kind of bluesy? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so for all the former Wilson Wise Wolves out there and all the Wilson Wise Wolf parents out there, Mr. Mark is the man that started that legacy. It's a worldwide show. It is a worldwide show. But, but yes, I also know Oklahoma City is the heart of our audience. <laughs> <laughs> You're the best, Mark. Thanks for coming. Love you so oh, much. thank you so much. Yeah. Well, we did it. We got through another week here at Wheel of Randy. We are part of the Good Trash Media Network and are brought to you by Wade Engineering. Thanks to our guests today for sharing their time with us. Thanks to Matt Farley for our theme music. You can catch more of Matt's songs at moternmedia.com. That's M-O-T-E-R-N. Our artwork was designed by Brian Mays. And Brian can be reached on Facebook at Brian Mays Art. The background music you're hearing right now is Rock and Gravel by Sid Valentine's Patent Leather Kids. And I'm using it because it's public domain. Speaking of public domain, the Camp Town Races bumpers that you're hearing are sung by Tom Sharpling because he likes to make fun of that song being public domain. Technically, he could sue me, but Tom's a nice guy, I suppose. As I said, Wheel of Randy is brought to you by Wade Engineering. That is my day job. I'm a civil engineer licensed in Oklahoma and Texas, and I focus on water, wastewater, stormwater, and land development. Most of what I do, though, is water. I build computer models for water distribution systems, and towns and fire departments use that to figure out where their next line needs to go, where their next tower needs to go, and then when the fire department gets audited by, audited by the insurance people, they just show them my model to show, yes, our hydrants really work. It's a huge time saver. If you are a mayor or a fire chief, you know, we should really talk about how Wade Engineering can save you a lot of money. If you're a concerned citizen who's got the ear of a mayor or a council person, what I'd suggest you do, ask them what your town's ISO rating is. You want it to be a low number. You want it to be one or two, maybe three. If it's anything higher than three, then you guys need me because you're paying way too much for your homeowner's insurance. Wade Engineering can be reached at 405-426-7634. That's it for this week. See you next time. Bye. It's Wheel of Randy.